when we think about the word purity, oftentimes the only thing that we think about is sex. And while sexual purity is important, God also wants us to remember that he wants us to be pure in our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. And in doing so, he will reward you. Welcome to Purity to Purpose, where we will talk about what it looks like to walk out purity in a world that rewards the exact opposite. So bring your hope, bring your faith, and bring your doubts as we talk about walking out purity to purpose. Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Carmelita, and I just want to welcome you back to Purity to Purpose. Today, I am going to jump into my faith acronym once again, and if this is your first time listening, just to give you a recap, uh, at the beginning of the year, God gave me a an acronym um, or, or the word faith, and each letter stood for something, and that essentially has been it's been something that has helped to increase my faith in him, but even more so to further increase my relationship with God. And when I talk about relationship, it's not just a relationship as far as me praying or reading my Bible or going to church. It's not the what I would call legalistic aspect of being a quote unquote Christian. It's a relationship in regards to deepening the relationship that I literally have with him. And if you think about a relationship, when you're in a relationship with anyone, a human, the way to deepen that relationship is by spending more time with them, by talking to them um, and talking with them, being able to figure out the things that they like, that they dislike. So essentially that is what this has been in regards to my relationship with God. And so when I say deepening my relationship with him, that's what I mean. So at the beginning of the year, he gave me the word faith and each letter stood for something. And just a quick recap, the F stands for full, A, authentic, I, intentional, T, talk, and H was hope and humility. And then each letter, he gave me a little bit of an additional breakdown of what each word was. So you can listen to prior episodes to be able to find out more about the letter F and A. But today I'm going to jump into the letter I, which is intentional. And when he broke it down to me, he said intentional, meaning deliberate and seeking him and his face. So deliberate, meaning doing it in an intentional way, something that you do consciously, not subconsciously, but consciously. So there is an intent or intentional aspect related to that. And when I was was praying more and, and just asking him to to expand upon what that looked like in seeking him and his face, my first thought went to my relationship with my son. So um, my relationship with God really kind of made sense to me when I became a parent. And seeking his face and, and seeking him, when I think about that in relations to my son, if you are a parent and your child is in a room full of 10, 15, 20 different kids, if you close your eyes or turn your back and every kid 
says mom or mommy or whatever the the word is that your child would use to get your attention you would know out of all of those kids voices i don't care if it was a hundred of them you will know your child's voice also i think about in regards to my son i don't care how long my son has been out of my view i can close my eyes and i can know what his face looks like in my mind. I can close my eyes and I can envision my son's face. I can know, I I know my son's likes and dislikes. I know my son's favorite foods. I know characteristics about him. If someone tell me to describe his personality, I could give them detailed breakdowns of Kevin's personality. I have the ability to be able to describe my son to a T because of the the close relationship that he and I have. My son tells people that I'm his best friend. You know, he respects me as his mother, but our relationship, because I've been very intentional in the building blocks associated with having a close relationship with him, as a result, our relationship is really great. It's healthy. Um, I honestly, I can't say that there's much about the, our relationship that I would change He's he's a typical kid, you know, so he's not perfect. But my son and in my relationship, to spend time with me is not a chore. And he could do other things that other kids may find more exciting or entertaining. But my son chooses to spend time with me. And I love that because that goes back to the intentionality that I've had with being his mother. The intentionality of being his mother began at conception. My son was planned. He was not, you know, uh, an, an accident. He wasn't, you know, just a, a something that happened by chance, you know, an unexpected blessing while finding out that I was pregnant and, and, and being able to get pregnant so quickly. And in the fact that, that the pregnancy itself was pretty uneventful. Um, I mean, <laughs> I lost weight when I was pregnant, y'all. I gained 11 pounds total. But that is because as I was getting further along in my pregnancy, I was losing weight. It wasn't an intentional thing. It wasn't something that I was trying to do. So, so let me take, you know, let me let me take a second to say there was not an intentionality with that. But I my cravings were fruit and I was nauseous a lot of the times. So if it wasn't fruit, everything else was just kind of, eh, not necessarily appetizing to me. So that was one of the things um, that, that I'm sure had a, you know, played a big part in that. But the fact of the matter is, I didn't have to worry about really getting anything maternity. I got a couple of maternity shirts. I think I got maybe one pair of maternity pants. But it was because I wanted to, because it was cute because I wanted to be able to say I had some maternity clothes, but I didn't need them. The shirts, I could just honestly put a, you know, just put a tank top underneath it. And and that was fine. Because the fact of the matter is, like I said, I was losing weight as I was getting further along in my pregnancy. So, um, you know, and then also my son, you know, he literally, my doctor, she, she said, we're going to let him cook as long as he goes. And so I was induced at week 42, which is the longest they can allow you to go. And, um, and, and my pregnant, my uh, delivery, you know, 
was not the best, but I don't know any woman who's given birth naturally who feels like that's, you know, a blessing or a fun thing. It definitely didn't tickle. But the fact of the matter is, is that we went home. Like I was discharged literally not even a full 24 hours afterwards, you know, and it's because I didn't rip, I didn't tear. And, and then at six weeks, I was a size four. I've never in my life been a size four. I was not trying to be a size four on purpose. But I say all that to say my son has been a complete everything about my baby has been a blessing from start to finish. So anyway, going back to the intentionality and my relationship with God, I I went into that story in regards to my son to go back to the intentionality related to seeking his face and related to that relationship with him and and learning more about him and being deliberate and intentional in doing so. Part of something that I've been recently, um, and I say recently, as in just today, um, with figuring out my relationship with God and being more intentional in that is learning how to study the Bible. I have never actually sought any sort of direction or instruction on how to study the Bible. For one, because I didn't think it was something that someone could actually teach you. For two, because to be quite honest, reading the Bible was not something that I found exciting or fun. And also because I just kind of felt like if I have a good relationship with God, all that means is I just pray. I just talk to him. Like, he knows me. I talk to him periodically, you know, i.e. pray. And, like, that was basically it. I go to church, sing some songs, be around some people, you know, maybe do a Bible study with somebody, which, you know, entailed looking at a few scriptures, somebody talking about them, me talking about, like, it wasn't any true intentional instruction or or method to it. And if there was, it was because somebody else came up with it. Like I said, it was essentially just me doing the things. And today, I actually did a Bible study plan, which I use the YouVersion Bible app. And, and I'll tell you, that has actually been one of the things that has made a relationship with God not just easier, but also more enjoyable. Because on the YouVersion Bible app, they have plans that talk about some of everything that you could think of. Um, You can look up plans for different feelings, for different seasons in your life. You know, um, going through my divorce, I looked at plans that dealt with divorce in regards to the situation with my relationship ending um, a few months ago. I started looking at, at Bible study plans talking about loneliness and heartbreak and and if there was a scripture that I was you know that I was really delving into you could put that scripture in there or some Bible study plans related to that so it has everything that you can think of in regards to a Bible study plan I mean literally I can't I cannot express enough if you are a fledgling Bible study student fledgling meaning it and baby like you just now starting out infantile, you know, like, like baby, baby, 
just starting or you might be more seasoned and just needing some extra help or kind of feeling like your your bible study has got stale when i tell you the uversion app has been amazing also because i am an audio learner so for me it's hard to read something in silent i learned when i was in college for me to retain the information if I had a book that I had to read that they didn't have a, a, an audio book for it, I would do it on the treadmill. I would walk on a treadmill at school, on campus, reading the book. That, for me, helped me to be able to retain the information. I don't know why, you know, that's that's for somebody else. Maybe if, if, if any of you are psychology majors, know anything about the way that the brain works, feel free to shoot your girl a message. Let me know. I don't know the answer to that, y'all. What I will say, though, is for me, I learn by hearing um, and by doing. And so in doing that in regards to the Version Bible app, in regards to my relationship with God, in regards to the intentionality, and in regards to actually finding enjoyment in Bible studying, I listen to the plans. So they have a devotional and they'll have one to however many scriptures in that devotional. Um, some will have one scripture. I, I, I have some on some days that may have as many as five or six. But the fact of the matter is, is that there's certain versions of the Bible that can be read to you. I know uh, the message version, the New Living Translation, um, the English Standard Version is another there are some that are not. The Passion version is not audible, and the Amplified is not audible. There are others. Um, New King James, I can't remember if it is or isn't, but to be quite honest, with all the these and the thous, yeah, I don't do that. I need it to be something that I can understand. I don't speak in these and thous, so therefore... <laughs> It's not easy for me to listen to somebody speak in these or those or for me to even try to read it. I love the Passion Version. And because I've been doing this now for over a year with the Version Bible Study um, app, I can, I can read some of the scriptures because I like that I can actually go and compare them. You know, if you have any questions on what this looks like, because I'm not going to make this, this is, this is not... Um, you know, uh, an episode that talks about that. I, If anyone is interested, feel free to reach out to me personally. Send me a message. You can do so on the Anchor app. You can send me a voice message. You can also, um, you know, on the on the episodes, I have a little a little area that you can give me feedback and that sends it to me in the form of an email. If you want me to go over that with you, or if enough of you are interested in me doing an episode about it, then I may be willing to do something like that. Um, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, I'm not going to go into, into the Bible study app. But what I will say is, um, it has been integral when it comes to my relationship with God and even more so my enjoyment in Bible study. Because like I said, because they, they read it to you and it even sounds like like some of the narrators, it's like a you can hear, you know, things in the background. It sounds like you're actually, it's almost like a movie, except without a picture, um, because, you know, they'll have different, 
tones and inflections in their voice to act it out. They'll even, you know, if it's a woman speaking, a woman will say a certain part, you know. So anyway, like I said, it just has made it so much easier and enjoyable for me. And the fact that I can pick out a Bible study plan that actually personally would speak to what I'm dealing with or thinking about or what I'm wanting to learn, um, that makes it a lot easier. You know, because I always had a difficult time with just opening up the Bible and like, what do I read? I start at the beginning, you know, if I do, then okay, after a while, I'm going to be bored because, you know, when you get to talking about so-and-so begot so-and-so, so-and-so begot so-and-so talking about this person being related to this person and that person, all that stuff, like, it just sounds like wah, 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 like Charlie Brown's teacher. So, um... But I want to tell you this also because I need you to know I'm not just some, I feel like I have, there's some people, you know, who maybe have got this idea, and these are people who know me personally, so you don't know me personally, you ain't gonna know, but you might be wondering because you've stumbled upon this podcast because of some of the things that I've said in prior episodes. Or, or or even just the fact of, of just the, the, you know, the intro, you know, you might feel like this girl is, is holier than thou or preachy or, you know, square. Your girl ain't any of those things. I am just a regular, regular girl who happened to fall in love with God because she's seen both sides of the coin. I have seen what it looks like to live my life without God. And I've seen what it looks like to be on the other side. And when I tell you what it looks like on the other side, it ain't the same, y'all. It ain't worth it. Like, I did not know what I was missing out on until I actually tried, until I really gave God a try. I didn't know what I was missing. And that's the thing, I think, that with anything, when you don't know what you're missing, you don't know what you're missing. You don't know what you don't know. And now that I know, y'all, I'm telling you, like, all of this stuff that I've given up, it does not at all touch the joy and the happiness and the peace that I have in my life. It doesn't. When I sit back and I think about the person and the woman that I was before, and don't get me wrong, I've always for, I'm not going to say always, but for consistently, I would say for the last four or five years, you know, it was, it was after my divorce more so because that was when I took the time to get to know who I was and at that point, I wanted to be a good person. I wanted to be someone that I would want to be around. I wanted to be someone that I would want to date and marry because I'm not bitter in regards to, to marriage. My ex-husband, while he and I weren't good together, he is in a marriage now. And he and his wife are happy, you know, that I believe so at least. I mean... He and I don't don't talk, but they appear to be happy. You know, they have a family. Um, they've been together for several years, you know. So it's like he has found 
peace and happiness outside of of the marriage and the relationship that we had for almost 20 years so it's like I was seeking something you know as well like I was seeking inner peace and happiness I didn't you know for me I didn't go jump into into another relationship quickly I took some time to kind of figure me out and to look at, you know, what that looked like for me as far as peace and happiness um, and wholeness, which then required me to to do some soul searching. Um, I'm just that type of person. I'm kind of a, a self-improvement junkie, <laughs> for lack of a better term. But I was intentional in that. And so as a result, you know, in doing so, I have come to appreciate and like and love who I am. I have this life mantra that I adopted shortly after my divorce also that um, goes, if I if I were to get hit by a Mack truck tomorrow and look like the elephant man, I want people to, to still want to be around me. I want my hospital room to be like a club on New Year's Eve, exceeding fire code capacity, one in, one out, because people want to be around me because they like me, not because of what I look like. So I have been wanting to ensure that who Carmelita was, who I am on the inside was more important because the exterior is temporary. Like I said, you could get, you know, you could get hit by, by a vehicle, a mag truck, get into a car accident. You could, um, anything could happen, you know, and you could lose the exterior. Heck, you get old. Beauty fades, y'all. <laughs> you know, like, you know, not to say that I don't appreciate what I look like on the outside because I do. I think I'm attractive on the outside and, and I'm working to, you know, to tweak some things to really get your girl together. Like, when I tell you, baby, <laughs> don't sleep on your girl. But the fact is, is that I am working to tweak the exterior to, to make myself healthier physically. Um, and, and then also, like I said, just to, just to feel good about myself, you know, on the outside, like I do on the inside, but that took some intentional work. And so that is the thing when I talk about intentionality and, and also I know some may think, oh, well, she was talking about intentionality in regards to her faith and her relationship with God. God wants you to be happy now. At one point in time, I was I was taught and told, essentially, like I was supposed to be living for for the end of the time, you know, like living for for Armageddon, living for the world to come to an end, you know. But then we were gonna be here on Earth. Like I'm not even gonna go into all of that. But the fact of the matter is, y'all, um, God wants you to be happy now. He wants you to be happy now he is not wanting you to just live this life to die and then be happy he's not wanting you to just walk around you know just just serving him like he's some dictator he wants to do life with you he wants to help you to find happiness and peace now in the wait so my hope and my prayer, and if I've not said this enough, 
this podcast is for those people who who doubt the things that they've heard before, who have some doubts and some questions about being a Christian or about religion or church. My purpose is to give you hope. My purpose is to give hope to the hopeless and hope not just to keep pushing, hope in in your relationship with God. My intention is to show people that that having a relationship with God and doing this Christian life, it can be fun. It can be something that you can enjoy because I didn't believe it, y'all. I thought all I could see was the what I couldn't have, what I couldn't do. That's all I focused on. You know, well, if I become a Christian, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, like when you look at it from the kinks and the goddess, yeah, it wouldn't be fun. That's what I was focused on, y'all. When I tell you it's about perspective, it truly is. Because my perspective, when it shifted, that was whenever everything changed. That was when everything changed. Because the fact of the matter is, a relationship with God is just like a relationship with anybody else. The difference, however, is a relationship with God is not a relationship with an imperfect person. God is absolutely perfect. People will hurt you. God will allow things to happen that will hurt you. But if he is allowing it to happen, you have to also know he is allowing it to happen because there is a greater good behind it. Whether it's through your personal growth and strength, you realizing that you're stronger than you really thought. And then that strength then allows you to be able to endure something else that might have been even more difficult or to endure something else that could have broken you had you not been through that situation, had you not gained that level of strength. Like those are the things and the reasons why. And and I know it's hard to think about that from that perspective, especially when you're going through it. If you've heard my any of the other episodes or know me personally, then you may be aware that I was sexually abused from age nine to 15. When I was going through it, I didn't see the purpose. Even afterwards, before I actually truly dealt with it, I didn't know why. And so I would walk around here with this why guy, why me? You know, why would you allow this? Why would you allow that? The fact of the matter is once I was intentional in figuring out the seeds of it, when I was intentional in my, in my um, recovery, so to speak, when I was intentional with my growth, that thing turned into a purpose that has blossomed into me wanting to help others. I can peg victims. I can tell girls who are in high school or young adults, like, sweetheart, other people may tell you there's something wrong with you, you know, for acting. I remember being told, oh, you fast. You just fast. Hot tail. You know, I wasn't out here being promiscuous, 
but I was acting out. I was dressing certain ways. And then for people to tell me I was fast or I was, you know, hot tail or this, this, that, and the other, you know, that's a negative something. Oftentimes we are so quick to judge instead of wondering why people are the way that they are. If you take a second and instead of focusing on the what and focus on the why, like that's the thing. I'm so intrigued. Why do people act the way that they do? People will say, you know, oh, why do you hang around this person or talk to that person? Are you cool with this person? Or why do you allow this treatment or that treatment? You know, and they look at it as, you know, maybe I don't respect myself. Baby, there is a such thing as boundaries. Just because I'm allowing myself to be around a certain person or in a situation does not mean that I am allowing it because I'm insecure or don't have boundaries. I'm allowing it for a reason. Ask me why. Because you might be shocked and surprised because I can understand. And sometimes I allow myself to be around certain people. I'm thinking of one person in particular, you know, who I know what they've been through because I've been that person before. I can understand. And I remember when I was in that season, being that person, acting in those ways, I wanted so badly to have somebody in my corner, but I didn't. People instead shunned me. People instead judged me. So as a result, I remember. I remember what that looks like and feels like. So yeah, I do deal with a little bit more when it comes to that person. Simply because I understand why they are who they are. And I don't judge them for it. I speak life into them. They wonder why I still fool with them. (laughs) You know, so I say all that to say, being intentional, I just want to take it a step further. And not just being intentional with your relationship with God, but with people. Because one of the things that we're told in the Bible is to love God with our whole heart. But then the other thing is to love others the way you would love yourself, love your neighbor. Who's your neighbor? Your neighbor isn't just the person living in the house next to you. Your neighbor ain't just the person standing next to you. Your neighbor is everybody that you come into contact with. While I get that that's easier said than done because we are all imperfect, I just want to challenge you to be intentional today in trying to do that and being the hands and feet of Jesus to others. Because if you can show people what God's love looks like in human form, you can change the trajectory of a person's life and day. I'll never forget somebody said they were going to kill themselves. But because this person came and gave them a hug, they had no idea why they were giving this person a hug. And they said, hey, can I give you a hug? That person felt unloved and ashamed of things that they had done, but because that person said they wanted to give them a hug, and out of the blue for no reason, that gave them hope, and they didn't kill themselves. So be intentional today with anything that you can think of. Any, if, if it comes into your head, I'm going to be intentional in this, do it, because that could very well be the still, small voice of God. You have no idea whose life you could change. 
So I know I started off talking about intentionality with God and having faith in him. But one of the things at my church that we talk about is having faith in God and having faith in people. Help people to have a greater level of faith in others, in humanity, because this world is ugly, y'all. We are really ugly to one another. So I just ask you, I just ask you, be intentional, showing love. Be intentional, showing acceptance. Be intentional with showing peace, being peace. Sometimes the most peaceful thing you can do is to shut the H-E double hockey sticks up. Shut up. How many times do we listen with the intention to respond? Listen with the intention to say nothing at all. Try that. So anyway, I love you. I thank you for listening. And I just ask you, go out and be intentional today. I look forward to talking to you in my next episode of Purity to Purpose.